You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Folks, great to be here. Excited to talk about comic book films. I mean, it's it's a real unique thing we have here. You know, you and I, good friends of many years since college, getting the opportunity week in and week out to just, you know, talk about our mutual respect and love for comic books and the strange adaptations that come out of them. You know, frankly, it's a it's a real it's a real treasure that we get to do this and share it with you know all of our fans. I don't know how to react to sincerity, so <laughs> see that's the bit this week. I'm sincere as <laughs> fuck, y'all. <laughs> it's making me very uncomfortable. Say something snide. And, and you know, I also have to say, folks, uh, you know, it's fantastic that we have this recurring you know audience. You know, people who come back and listen to episodes, leave us comments, and reach out to us. You know, or, or it, it, it's it's exciting to know that uh, uh, what's that? Oh, being genuine ruins the whole thing. Oh, no one wants to listen now. Shit, fuck, damn it. Yeah, you blew it. We I were, broke the we were at the height of everything. And then... Right now, someone's got their earpods and there's like, ugh, <laughs> just takes them out and deletes our podcast from their list. Damn it, <laughs> fuck. I blew it. Well, if we've lost all of our listener base by being too honest and genuine about our feelings and respect for each other. Well, there's really only one left, one thing left to do, folks. Uh, call you a shitbird and move on? <laughs> no, you see, we, we take the bucket of um, comic book films that we have at our disposal and we dump it out. And then once we've dumped them all on, onto the pavement, we look up into the, into the, the, the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Whatever's kind of stuck there at the very back, kind of wedged in there and kind of forgotten about. That's the film we pluck out for this week's movie. You know? Oh, no. I mean, didn't we do that last week when we had to watch, like, one of the worst movies we've watched for this podcast? This one, I think, should be so bad that it's kind of hard to get a hold of it, you know? True. <laughs> yeah, it's not super available because nobody wants it. I'm not sure if that's, it. like, yeah. I, I think people do want it. I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is we a had movie to... we, we've talked about doing, like, a couple of times but we found out mm-hmm. that it like does not exist on the internet for purchase for streaming for <laughs> illegal streaming it, it's just like a film that does not exist we had to track I, I, down a copy i think there's like a copy on youtube that just like dies like a third of the way through yeah. and becomes like, yeah, a we're black like, screen great and it's just all the and dialogue even the person up. even the person who risked a copyright strike to upload that and didn't even upload it correctly is like yeah never mind yeah. <laughs> I could go back and look and see, but it's too much effort. <laughs> I got things to do. Also, I like the thought that the studio that owns the rights to this saw that on YouTube and was like, no, all of our box office gross is be wasted if it's on YouTube. It's all over now. Um, uh, yeah, th- this movie, 1991, a young, a young, fresh pogue saw this movie when it was on TV because I'm starting no to way. think while looking at the... <laughs> The description? I don't know if this was ever actually released in theaters. Hey, Pokes, Pokes, why was no one watching you? I have to ask, because, I mean, it's just the I, stuff. I would say I was honestly like, <laughs> let's see, when was Sci-Fi, when did Sci-Fi Channel start? <laughs> the original before it became Siffy. That's a good question. I, I, I feel like, okay, 1992, I feel like shortly after Sci-Fi Channel came on, they this movie was on it. Because I watched it on Sci-Fi Channel, and I remember being very... Maybe I, maybe I got it as a rental. 
You know, back when you were younger, and like people who are listening to this probably don't know, like when you used to go and rent movies, you, there was no way to really know what what was in a movie. You know what I mean? It's like you could go look it up online and be like, is there anything objectionable in this? You'd be like, well, it says PG-13, and you just let your kid rent it. And then it turns out there's a tit in it, and you just, you know, it was enough to sneak by the censors, and, <laughs> and now that's where we're at, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this movie's PG-13. So I think, yeah, maybe I did just rent it. And they were just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And let me watch it. But I was like, I remember being like a child child. Like, no, I couldn't have been older than like 13 years old, max, I, is my recollection. But I remember watching this movie and at the time being like, this is dope. <laughs> but as a child, I also thought the original He-Man was good. And if you watch an episode of that now, it makes me think I suffered brain damage. <laughs> Well, at this point, I think it's probably our longest lead up into a film without actually... No, we're never going to say the title. (laughs) This 1991 vehicle uh, for Mark Hamill, for some reason, who I thought was the star um, You would think that if if you paid Mark Hamill to be in it, you'd probably be like... It's a sci-fi film. It's a sci-fi film with Mark Hamill. And if you look at the poster, it sure looks like him. The half face, you know? Yeah, I helmet. think they perfectly edited the <laughs> image so it looks enough like him. You'd be like, yeah, I guess that could be him. Uh, so, of course, we're talking about the Giver. Uh, I like and- the way you said, of course, as if anybody listening knows what the fuck we're talking the Giver is, uh, as people are likely aware, is based on uh, a relatively beloved, I think, I'm pretty sure, um, Japanese mega property. Popular enough that some American producers are like, yeah, we'll give yeah, you some money. Right? <laughs> it had to be big. Biobooster Armor big. Giver. Which I love, I love the fucking, like, heaviness of that title. Like, I, lo- I just love, like, how much... <laughs> how many words are in it? Yeah, it's not, like, acronymed as, like, BBAG or something. No, it's just Biobooster Armor Giver. It's just so aggressive. I love it. Maybe it makes more sense in Japanese. I have no idea. But it um, sounds less stupid. You know, it's probably yeah, one of those things where they just have, like, a word, and they were like, what's it mean? And they're like, well, it's like when you put on something, and it, like, bio makes you stronger, and they're like, got it, Biobooster Armor? Like, we uh, think that's not right, but... I mean, according to Wikipedia, it has 32 volumes uh over the course of time you know probably some probably some some re- re- revival you know uh graphic you know uh uh, uh comebacks and stuff but who knows uh, so it's a very popular series that <clears throat> didn't didn't really land in the film universe as we've made clear um but but the people attached to it are insane i had to uh, i was talking to pokes a little bit about this the director when you look at the director list of a movie and number one is 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 the name officially screaming mad george i think too when you look up the list of directors on a movie and there's more there's a list that's (laughs) that's a red flag to start with and then you see this guy's name and you think maybe not um but but there are two directors one of which i i particularly you know fine but the other, Screaming Mad George, is so interesting to me because he may have lived one of the coolest lives. I mean, he's he's Japanese-born, immigrated to America, you know, went to college, uh, uh, entered the punk scene in the 70s, uh, which is a pretty, like, OG time to be in a punk band, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and then used his, 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 I don't know, his talents, I suppose... Um, to make really weird music videos and effects for his band and um, 
and ultimately that led him to a career uh, in sci-fi or, or in, 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 in special effects that included working on Predator, Big Trouble in Little China, two Nightmare on Elm Street movies, um, uh, just a bunch of a bunch of stuff, uh, some reanimator Later stuff. Day. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, but yeah, like Reanimator, sure. Dream like, Warriors, and Dream Master. You're right. He, yeah, he was on the Creature Crew for the Predator, which you know the Predator has a pretty great monster he, effect. He also worked uh, with Yuzna, Brian Yuzna, who we've talked about before in this podcast, who's also absolutely fucking insane, who was also involved with this movie. Uh, they worked together previously on, or, or they would go on to work on to another film later on in life that we saw called Faust, Love of the Damned. Which was a great, not at all weird, bizarre, disturbing movie in which a woman's boobs inflate so big she dies, I believe is what happened. Yeah, that happened. Uh, so I, I have a feeling that, that that's what we're in for with Guyver. So I'm pretty excited about it. I don't think there's as much gross porn horror body horror in it as i think there's just like weird monsters if i recall correctly and a really long scene when he first puts on the guyver armor i just know that the people that made this film are the reason we have like the silent night deadly night trilogy you know garbage day that's just for for the fans um and, and uh and like the dentist horror movies, you know? I mean, the fact that those exist and, and Reanimator, that's a big deal. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited. These, these This crew was just bumping around Hollywood for like 30 years doing this stuff. And no it one, is, no, no one it stopped It is crazy because this guy only ever directed The Guyver. And then when you look at his special effects credits, one of them is The Guyver. So he directed the movie and then was still the special effects guy, which doesn't seem great i gotta say I, I think we've seen a lot of this where a special effects um uh legend is given full directorial control of a film has it ever worked <laughs> has I it mean, ever I just, gone well <laughs> it really i think it probably tells you about the budget of the film where he was like yeah. we'll make the armor and yeah. we'll direct it and they were like great we don't have to pay sure. you twice i just yeah, love the idea he's done tons of like special effects for stuff it's all gross but i mean to, to I mean, just to have predator alone in your in your your list you know of films mm-hmm. that you're responsible for is a bit is pretty huge um so i'm really excited to see this this unfold uh <laughs> it, it's really it's really a uh it's gonna be a masterclass i think so i'm glad we saved this one um, well, we didn't save it so much as it was I'm glad, impossible I'm glad we to find. I'm glad we held this one to our chest and kept it close and safe until we had time to do it. You know, I think it's I think it's important. <laughs> the Giver has seen a recent uptick, according to IMDb, of people looking up the Giver. It's yeah, gone heard, up by three thousand two hundred ninety. They heard that we were going to do it, so people were interested. Yeah, we're driving it, guys. But I'm looking forward to it. It's a crazy B-movie, which, now that looking at it, may not have come out in theaters, so, uh, you know, forgiveness for that. Uh, I, or maybe it did, and it just did so poorly, I they, they, they just don't want to talk about the box office, because they're like, we don't want anybody to know. Oh, God. It's like when, you know, like, you're, like a minor commits a crime, and they seal the record, so it, like, can't follow them for the rest of their life. I feel maybe that was, like... Uh... Hollywood sealed the record on this movie so that these people could work again. They're like, we can't do this to Mark Hamill. 
It is also hilarious that the one poster has Mark Hamill's name at the top, and then he's not the Giver, and he's nowhere on the poster. <laughs> That's what so I'm talking it's about. Very it's so confusing. confusing. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I. I, a movie that a movie that can't even figure out how to put its star on the poster. I mean, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I, I believe he plays like a gruff cop who's investigating yeah. this. I don't the think movie he's the... also starts with like a a long scroll of just exposition, which you know is great. I don't believe that Hamill is the titular Giver, but we'll find out. Well, yes, I, sorry, we'll have I, to I, see. I, I mean, I, I know. I <laughs> just want to. I. Not. <laughs> I just wanted to say titular Giver, and now that I've done it, I think I'm I think I'm all set. All right, well, podcast over, <laughs> possibly forever. I don't know. Come back next week to see if we're here to talk about the Giver. Well, thanks everyone. Get fucked. Just, need, just wanted to reverse the energy from before. 